Welcome to the magical journey of teaching and I'm just so excited to introduce you to today's guest. Sandra Lauf is a teacher who's been teaching for many years in the, particularly the younger age groups and has taught on four continents. So Sandra, welcome and uh, why don't you just start off by introducing yourself and then just jump right in and tell us about the best advice you've ever received as a teacher. Hi, so my name is Sandra and I studied my degree and my postgraduate qualification through UNISA over quite an extended time period. Um, I've got 32 years of teaching experience and I have taught mostly with early childhood and I've spent some of my time teaching primary. So the best advice um, I've ever been given, I would say it was something that was modelled to me. I was at an education conference in England while I was with Youth with a Mission and a man by the name of Paul Hawkins was there sharing God's heart for children and there must have been about a hundred of us there in the conference and at the very first meeting he greeted everybody by name. He had memorized every person's name who was there and the message he was conveying is that each person is unique, individual, valuable and known to God and that had a huge impact on me in my teaching experience. Thanks for that Sandra. Your love is so important and I think sometimes we know it, but we forget it, that everything we do is so important in showing our children love. And so moving on from the best advice, Sandra, tell us about the worst advice you've ever received. And then maybe going from there, um, how do you deal with challenging children? What would the advice be for you to tell us? um, What is the best way to handle challenging learners? Um, The worst advice, again, I think it's something that has been modelled and possibly at times I have also been guilty of this, is when we have not dealt with our own frustrations in a correct way and those frustrations come out when we teach the children, we are impatient or if we take it out on the kids. Um, I think this is extremely uh, damaging to children because they're very sensitive and they pick up whether you love them or not and often they will personalize uh, any negative reaction from a teacher and internalize it. So it's really important if we do blow it that we apologize to the children and tell them we're having a hard day Um, But I think we have to try and be as consistent as possible when we are working with children. How to deal with a challenging child? Well, I don't think there's any easy answers. I don't think there's a formula. It firstly depends why they are challenging, if it's rooted in a special needs or if it is just behavioral and lack of discipline at home. But I would say, ideally, it's good to get the parents involved, to sit and discuss it with them, 
get a specialist involved and as a teaching team brainstorm on how to work with a child. I think firm boundaries, clear boundaries are important and the child must feel loved. Um, there should be plenty of rewards for good choices, verbal encouragement, stickers, special jobs they can do and I think time of reflection for when they misbehave so that they learn and understand their behaviour has consequences. Thanks for that. Yes, uh, that worst advice thing is definitely true and just helps us realise and reminds us that, you know, as a teacher, it's so hard when we're having a bad day to continue to contain ourselves and um, because everything we do can be so impactful on our learners. So thank you for that. And I really appreciate the practical examples you've given us on how to deal with children that are challenging. And thanks for that. Um, now let's talk about you. Sandra, what would you still like to learn as a teacher going forward? And then speaking of learning, um, what advice would you give to children about learning? And, you know, if you could say one or two things to learners, what would you say to them, Sandra? What would I still like to learn as a teacher? Well, I must say I really enjoy observing other teachers teach because even if you have a lot of experience, we can always learn from each other. And I love seeing the creative ideas that other people bring out in their teaching. Um, I would like to become better at differentiating in my teaching so that those children who need to be extended, I have work already prepared and ways to extend them, and those who need more time, that there is a strategy for working with them so that children are being dealt with on an individual basis. And advice to learners, I would just say, read, read, and read. Reading is such an important thing to do and expose yourself to as many different genres as you can. Read, listen to stories, listen to the news. Just expose yourself to lots of good literature. I think it's important to be balanced in your lifestyle, to exercise, to have a healthy diet, to have good friends, and make sure that you have time alone. Don't get obsessed with technology. Yes, one word, read, read, read. I really do appreciate that bit of advice. And whew, of all you people, teachers, parents that are listening out there, let's do try and spread that message that learners need to read, children need to read. And if we can be reading more to our children and exposing them more to literacy, um, that would be an amazing gift we give our children, especially at a time like this when screen time and games, social media is really leading in catching their time and catching their attention. So thanks, Sandra. I love that advice. And so the last question, um, what advice would you give to parents? And, you know, in closing, what else would you like to share with us as listeners um, to teachers all over the world? Um, because the magical journey of teaching is now listened to in over 30 countries. And so you have an opportunity to share with us some final words on advice to parents and 
Final words to us as teachers. What advice would you give us? Advice that I would give to parents and that I have given over many years is that the best thing you can do for your child is to spend time with them. And I know sometimes parents don't have the time, but even if it is 10 or 15 minutes of quality, undivided attention, making eye contact with your child, talking to them, reading to them, finding out about what's going on in their lives, even reading them a bedtime story at night, um, I think this is the most valuable thing parents can do because it builds secure kids, children who know they are loved, are confident, they have good self-esteem. And of course, we see the outworking of that in the classroom. Um, final words that I have to say is that I have always viewed my teaching journey as a calling from God. You have to be very brave and courageous and flexible to be a good teacher. And I believe that children have a destiny and we help to shape their perceptions. So we can sow seeds of love, value and acceptance to children. Um, I think it's a, it's a high calling and um, we, we need to get our strength from outside of ourselves. In my case, I get my strength from God because I, I really believe he loves children. And um, it's a privilege to be a part of shaping their lives. And it's been an amazing journey. Thank you for joining us, Sandra. I think your message of love that really was a golden thread through all your answers kind of reminds me of one of the famous educational theorists, Paulo Freire, who was born in 1921 and died in 1997. A Brazilian educational theorist, Paulo Freire, who really was one of the most influential thinkers and often most quoted, for example, in his book, Pedagogy of the Oppressed, where he talks about um, the power of education and oppression. He really speaks about the really important Important part of the role of the teacher and loving radically and he talks about the pedagogy of love and the role that love has in the teaching process the teacher and then of course the learning process of the learner um, he refers to topics and, and, and concepts like dialogue dual respect where there is a not a talking to a filling up of a head but an engagement and working with each other praxis where action is informed and then often linked to values. Um, he talks about conscientization and experience. And I think with all this wonderful information we're getting from teachers and the, the deep love that they are expressing in these answers, I thought in the, one of the next parts of um, the wonderful and magical journey of teaching, we'll also look at a theorist, this theorist called Paulo Freire, and how he weaves in love into almost all his theories and writings about teachers and teaching and the process of learning. 
So once again, thank you for joining us in the magical journey of teaching. And uh, once again, Sandra, thank you so much for joining us with um, all those years of experience and teaching in all the different countries and continents that you have. We really appreciate your time. And then listener, if you have any people that you'd like to nominate for this magical journey of teaching interviews, please let me know. We've also started interviewing some learners, which we'll start posting soon, and some parents. And of course, if you'd like to see more about what we're doing, go and check out the Instagram, Claudine Storbeck, myself, Claudine Storbeck on Instagram, where I post pictures and graphs and a couple of additional things related to the podcast. Thanks for joining us and see you soon. Meet with you soon on the magical journey of teaching. Bye-bye.